Welcome to the Fun Astrology Saturday Financial Astrology Edition, October 15th. Thomas Miller, thank you for stopping by. Wow, what a ride this market has been this week. If you've been following it at all, you know how crazy things were. We'll talk a little bit about that after we read the MMA Cycles newsletter together from Ray Merriman. This is a free weekly report that is on the website, MMACycles.com. It is written by Ray Merriman, a gentleman who has been doing both portfolio management, financial consulting advisor, newsletter writer, and astrologer since the early 1980s. With his permission and blessing, we read this together, put a little interpretation in when necessary, and then some comments following. So the newsletter beginning October 17, 2022. U.S. consumer inflation, excluding energy and food, accelerated to a new four-decade high in September. The core consumer price index, which excludes volatile energy and food prices, rose 6.6% in September from a year earlier, the biggest increase since August 1982. The measure increased 6.3% in August. The inflation report likely keeps the Federal Reserve on track to increase interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point at its next month's meeting. That is taken from an article in the Wall Street Journal published on Thursday, entitled Inflation Sits at 8.2% as Core Prices Hit Four-Decade High. Now the newsletter. This was the week in which the passive-aggressive Mars square Neptune took place on October 12th, followed by the whipsaw-like behavior of Moon and Gemini and the Sun also in an air sign, Libra. The CPI inflation report came out Thursday morning, October 13th. Consistent with Mars square Neptune, the Dow Jones Industrial Average first retreated over 500 points, a new yearly low along with the S&P and NASDAQ. But then it suddenly, note that word, reversed. Gemini Moon whipsaw and assertively charged up over 800 points. That was the first time in history that the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down over 500 points and then closed up over 800 points, according to the Bloomberg News Service. But the Moon was still in Gemini on Friday. And true to its whipsaw nature, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up nearly 400 points and then closed down nearly 400 points. As mentioned, new yearly lows were attained on October 13th in the S&P and NASDAQ, too. Not only was Moon square Neptune on October 12th, but the Sun and Venus were both in a trine aspect to Saturn on October 12th and 14th. In fact, when extended out to October 17th through the 19th, Mars will make a grand trine to the Sun, Venus, and Saturn, all in air signs. Normally, we look for good news under an air grand trine, and maybe that was it with Thursday's huge 1,300-point rally from the yearly low. Besides the United States, new lows were notched in the Netherlands, AEX, London's FTSE, and the Zurich SMI. But the worst was in Hong Kong, where the Hang Seng fell to its lowest level since October 2011. Many others held above their lows of September 26th to October 3rd, 
That coincided with the year's most powerful geocosmic combination of Jupiter at the midpoint in a double semi-square to the last passage of the Saturn-Uranus square. That was also the end of the six planetary retrograde cycles that have been in effect since September 9th and 10th through October 2nd, and also corresponding to the Mercury retrograde period. Six retrograde planets at one time indicate uncertainty with a tendency for premature announcements or claims that need more time to think out clearly. Recall the U.K. economic decisions and revisions that rocked the world's financial system during that period? Last week, Pluto also turned direct on October 8th. So now we have four planets retrograde until October 30th, when warrior Mars reverses, that will bring it back up to another overabundance period of five planets appearing to move backwards through the skies. Just a side note here, that's Saturn, Neptune, Jupiter, and Uranus. And we add Mars back into that on October 30th. So the skies are not clear during this period. With Mars square Neptune, it's more like smoke and mirrors. In other markets, Bitcoin tested the 18,000 level again on October 13th, while Ethereum fell to 1192. Both remain above their yearly lows in June, but Bitcoin is getting very close to breaking to a new low. Crude oil enjoyed a 23% rally from its low on September 18th to last Monday's high of 93.64, before giving back about 50% of those gains into Friday's low. Gold and silver also pulled back sharply last week from its nice rallies between late September and October 4th. Ten-year Treasury notes dropped to 110.02 on the CPI announcement on the 13th, their lowest level in over 15 years. Now, the next section of the newsletter is always the short-term geocosmics and longer-term thoughts. And the first half of this section is dedicated more to mundane political, particularly around things related to Russia, Putin, even Donald Trump, etc. So I'm going to let you read that if you would like. Go to the MMACycles.com website and you can read that chunk. I want to just stay with the market components of this. And after that mundane summary, he says that it's hard to imagine the global stock indices performing well during this time. But, as stated earlier, Mars-Neptune is often a time of misjudgments. The lunar and geocosmic landscape does not look that promising for equities this coming week. The Sun and Venus trine Mars on Monday and Tuesday, which appears favorable, but the Moon in Cancer and Leo is not so favorable. This is followed by the Sun and Venus forming a waning square to Pluto on Wednesday and Thursday, followed by Saturn ending its retrograde motion on next Saturday, October 23rd. Then the eclipse season begins, and in the middle of that, Mars turns retrograde on October 30th through January 12th, a time when the aggressor tends to be the loser. Traders need to continue being extra cautious right now through the election and even a couple of days afterwards, for these are not easy waters to navigate, whether we are talking about financial markets or world leadership. The most volatile time ahead seems to be November 5 through 11, election week. This is a time for upsets, and 
I would expect the polls to misjudge the results again. As economist John Kenneth Galbraith once said, economic forecasting was created to make astrology look respectable. (laughs) I think that's about right. And it also pertains to election forecasting by the media and polling companies in 2022. And that ends the newsletter for this week. Now, just a couple of comments following up on this. So I didn't do a lot of trading myself this week, working on finishing an audiobook for Fred Dodson and then getting ready for the group coming this coming week up to the trip to North Carolina. So I was just watching. But I was sitting there with the laptop in hand as that CPI report came out on Thursday. I was watching the S&P futures, and they went down just a, I don't know, the length of a candle, a long candle, and just sat there. And I thought, I looked at my screen to see if other stuff was moving or did the internet freeze up. No, other things were moving. And it sat there for the longest time, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, they're hitting the... They're hitting the triggers. We're down that much. And it wasn't that much, but then the big full impact of about 70 or 80 points down as that kicked back in, boom. So here the market was, open and trading, but it was down that much instantly at 8.30 Eastern time Thursday morning. And that was one day, just one day after Saturn and Uranus separated from their lock of 12 days, the last 12, first 12 days of October, they were both at 18 degrees square, Saturn in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus. And it traded down there for a while. I forget exactly how long, maybe a couple of hours. I think it was until about 11. But it started trekking back up, which is typical. After you have a big move like that, You put the Fibonacci retracements on it, and then you start to measure where this is going to come back to. And typically 50%, 61.8%. I mean, there are a number of different targets that you would look for of this coming back up. So that was not unexpected. Then I went into the sound booth. (laughs) And then I came out of the sound booth. And oh my goodness, I wasn't watching it while I was in here. That thing just took off like a rocket. Now, let's think about something. Between 8.30, when the report came out and the market took the nearly 100-point dive, this is the S&P, which would be nearly 1,000 points on the Dow. It's not quite a 1 to 10 correlation, but it's close. So here we go way, way, way down. We start to climb back up. Okay, that's people bottom fishing. I mean, that's a natural trade. But then all of a sudden at 11, so two and a half hours later, a ton of money comes into the market. Now, if you know my overarching supposition, and especially highlighted by Robert Glasscock and what we've talked about in Old Soul, New Soul Astrology, and also with everything that we've talked about with Neptune and Retrograde and Pisces, shining such a light on truth versus deception, seeing the reality of our world more and more through the lens of lies and deceptions, Who would have two and a half hours to form a response with the buying power to raise the market almost as much as it went down? Who was doing that? Well, let's pick who wasn't. It wasn't retail traders. 
you know where I'm going with this, don't you? (laughs) It wasn't the international funds. They're busy just trying to keep their currencies afloat. Could it have been BlackRock? Goldman? Well, indirectly, probably. Do you think all these trading desks at the 10 major market maker firms were probably on the phone with each other for two and a half hours? Absolutely. But who could come into the market with a game plan to say, okay, buy it now with this X amount of trillions, probably at least billions, and we'll make money at it. We'll drive the price up, short-term spike, then we'll liquidate. Um, That would be either the U.S. Treasury and or the Federal Reserve using printed money. Mars squaring Neptune. Lies and deception. Magnified. Both sides of the trade. Gemini. See, with all this lying and deception that's in baked into everything now, we're going to have to really watch this in the markets because that scenario right there is always has always been there, but it's very real and prominent now that the government can control the drop of this thing. So when you have midterms coming up, let's say that this thing had gone on unabated. We absolutely could have ended in circuit breakers. The first one kicks in after a 7% drop, then 13%. But don't we have, uh, let's see, an election coming up? Now, we wouldn't want these voters looking at their 401k statements in early November, looking at that kind of an additional drop in the balance of their retirement plan now, would we? Smoke and mirrors. If you don't think this is not (laughs) Wall Street and Congress working together, Have you read about the Speaker of the House and her investments? Her husband simply trading news that Congress can trade, but you and I can't, and they've made over $140 million in public service? Well, now, we can't disrupt that. Neptune, Pisces, Mars, Gemini, Square, all of the above. So we just step in, buy it up with money that nobody else has, And we get out up at the top. Thank you very much. Your printed tax dollars at work. And see, what is amazing to me is that, number one, people are not awake or aware of this. And then, number two, we simply tolerate it. If we, the people, took this country back legally within the system given us, which, by the way, we have an election coming up, (laughs) if by watching television you weren't aware, there would not be one incumbent reelected. Did you realize that our country's founders paid a per diem, not a salary, to the first few Congresses? The intention was, come in and serve for a couple of years, then go back to your farm and your family and your home. We'll cover your expenses while you're here. Well, we've strayed a long ways from that. And again, we tolerate it, and a bunch of incumbents will be sent back, and then we'll cheer them at their re-election parties that night. Guys, we've got to wake up. And when you see a movement in the market like that, you have to realize that's not normal. We were and are being played. Now, as far as what is ahead of us, if you would like to hear Robert Glasscock's assessment of the upcoming eclipses, you can go to Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast and listen. You'll have to search them. They were posted uh, probably in June or July, I think, that we did a three-part series on the eclipses that are in Old Soul, New Soul. Now, I am looking at this with great interest 
especially in light of what happened in the markets this week. If you were interpreting cookbook astrology or even cookbook financial astrology, you would have thought that there would have been a pretty good-sized crash around the CPI. In fact, so many people were saying it's going to react strongly either way. Well, it did, and we got both ways, Mars and Gemini. But here's an interesting astrological interpretation twist. Now listen, if, you, if you're into trying to interpret charts, even for an individual, let's say a couple is having a challenge in their marriage and they've come to you for counsel, and you look in the chart and you see something that should be cookbook, but one of the two partners is cheating. So the whole thing is kind of tilted. Well, does the cheating skew the chart or does the chart see the cheating? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like, how do we see the impact of the lies and deceptions? The Neptune, the Mars square Neptune. How do we parse that? Interesting question, right? Because if you listen to Robert, you hear that the astrology around these eclipses and for the next six months past, even beyond, past them, could be very challenging. Well, is that cookbook or is that manipulated? Even Ray said in here, the polls may not hold up. Well, what's happening? I mean, you just saw them fleece the stock market. What else do they have in store? So, once again, it will be, the stock market this week might be an exact mirror. This experience might be like a fractal, that things start to move in one direction, the natural course, and then we see things get reversed. We've seen this in the recent past. We saw it this week. We may see it again. So we'll have to see. How are we interpreting? It really does present a dilemma for us trying to interpret this astrology. When the government comes in and changes course manipulatively. Now, we'll see. I don't know. I'm just speculating. It seems a little too strange and odd for me. All right. Have a great rest of the weekend. I'll be back Monday and we'll kick off a new week. Have a great day.